Capital One is a proud partner of the Roden Fellows Program, which provides opportunities to aspiring sports journalists from historically Black colleges and universities to produce content, including this podcast, throughout the year. Capital One supports this program as a part of their larger commitment to the advancement of students from HBCUs. Welcome to the 2021-2022 Roden Fellows Podcast. My name is Kayla Sweezy, a Roden Fellow and Multimedia Journalism major from Morgan State University, and I'm here with Roden Fellow and producer Keon Cage of Hampton University. What's up, what's up? I'm also here with Roden Fellow Kiana Robinson of Hampton University as well. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? So today we have a great episode. We are joined by Morgan State University alum Paris Smith and Junior Junior marketing major at Hampton University, Jeffrey Graham II. Paris is a fashion designer specializing in HBCU clothing and owner of the clothing line Desires. Hey everybody, what's, what's going on? Jeffrey is the co-founder of the clothing line Salou, most commonly known for their varsity jackets. What's up everybody, pleasure to be here. So it's springtime and this means a lot for HBCU campuses. From day parties to showing off your best fits in the quad, Spring is definitely the time where fashion is highlighted at HBCUs. For me, being a student athlete, my go-to is definitely the safe option of a t-shirt and sweats or whatever athletic clothing I'm feeling for the day. But I'm constantly admiring from afar the creative and cute outfits that students on campus put together. Kiana and Kian, what have you guys noticed on campus? Have you been taking note of the shift in fashion on your campuses? Uh, for me at Hampton University, I think we got the best drip at all HBCUs, hands down. But coming from like high school, where it's like or like a predominantly white school, fashion one that's big, you see a lot of people just with polos. But when I came to HBCU, man, you just see like different, man. You see J's left and right. You see like custom designs, people that done stuff on their own. They turned a t shirt into like a $50 value, like, shirt. It's just saying, like, this the creativity will fund, like, the HBCU culture is crazy, man. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Ham- um, Hampton fashion is really different. Um, I remember when I first came down there the first week of school, everybody changed their outfit at least three times a day. So um, i definitely say people are putting on their best fits, and they're also making sure they look good for the class no matter what. So I had to definitely step my game up as um, time went on. And with all that being said, I think the perfect people to interview about fashion on HBCU campuses would be HBCU fashion designers themselves. So I first discovered Paris on Instagram one day. I instantly fell in love with his clothing line. I've said it once, but as I really say it again, I like to be comfortable. So seeing just the vintage feel that he puts on his sweatshirts and his sweatpants, it definitely was something that I was interested in. And Jeffrey, I'm new to his clothing line, but I know Keon has introduced me to it. I think they both have great style and just a lot of inspiration for HBCU campuses. So what better people to talk to? My first question for both of you is, can you tell us a little bit about your brand and how you got started? And we can start with Paris. Um, so uh, I would definitely say that um, 
being at an HBCU in general had a crazy impact on me making clothes as a whole. Um, I started my first brand, which isn't, which isn't my current brand um, that I no longer operate under um, at Morgan State University, where I went from, you know, printing my own T-shirts, getting them like, you know, your, your everyday running the mill, like um, gilding T-shirts. And, you know, I'm just printing stuff on T-shirts to see how, how it would do in the market and, and see if I have an audience for it. But I started making clothes there at Morgan, you know, selling it in dorm rooms, doing pop-up events of places I probably shouldn't have been doing it on campus. But um, that's kind of how I got my start in the fashion world, as well as um, I was also in a fashion organization on campus, which kind of really got me in the, um, in the, in the depths of um, fashion. So I guess I can say that that's how it started. And that later transitioned into what we have now as my current brand desires. Awesome. And what about you, Jeffrey? So um, I, I would say one, uh, HBCU culture is, is what really inspires um, a lot of the, the, the new stylish streetwear that we see today, um, just because just from the fact that, you know, creatives kind of come from these areas, these, these cultures and different things like that. And I think um, that also ultimately, you know, inspired my brand as well. Um, we, we, we started, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm co-founder of Salu. So um, we, we, we wanted to kind of begin the brand based off just clothes that we see in a, on an on a everyday basis. Um, something that we view could be, could be uh, put in more of a luxury sense, if that makes sense. Um, we, a varsity jacket is an everyday, we call it like an everyday track. We call it an everyday jacket, something you could just be comfortable in in any setting, whether you even have like a, a button up and tie over it or just, you know, want to trap it with like sweats or something like that. Um, that's kind of what we based it off of. And I mean, my friend came to me and he always wanted to start. Uh, he always wanted a varsity jacket that was just his, that had some kind of like meaning to him. Um, and that's just kind of how it came about. We just went, did a little bit of research, found, you know, um, just what material was most quality. Um, and then we kind of just handcrafted the design. Kind of blew up from there. Awesome. And how would you describe the importance of fashion at HBCU? So it's spring, people are starting to show off their best fits. What's so important about the fashion at HBCUs? And Jeffrey, you can start this one. Um, I think what's, what's most important is the, the opportunity to be creative, have your own language. I, still, I view fashion as a language, you know, and I think um, uh, at HBCUs, you're around so many uh, talented, um, creatively talented uh, black individuals it just it's just your way of it's, it's a way of expressing yourself and then I think also like it, it becomes a, a form of inspiration in itself to people that want to start clothing brands um, it starts small it starts some things that I think thrifting is really big at HBCUs because you can turn something that you know might be looked over into something that can be fly something that can be like I said luxurious so um, I think it's very very influential yeah, I definitely love that note you made about thrifting. I think thrifting is something that definitely is starting to become more of a trend, but at one point was so underrated. And I think as a college student, it's definitely budget friendly. So I definitely love the idea of thrifting. But Paris, what do you think about the importance of fashion on HBCUs? Um, I think um, fashion is kind of like the what makes it at HBCU and HBCU in a way. Um, I definitely agree with Jeff when he said it's a way for people to express yourself. Um, I also feel feel like it's a way to um, not only stand out, but also fit in. Um, because, you know, once you go from the transition from high school to college or the high school from high school to HBCU, you will learn very fast that, you know, um, either you, you're fitting in immediately or you're not fitting in at all. 
And, you know, some people you use it as a way to um, fit in and um, stand out. Um, I Sometimes I do both. You know, sometimes you want to you want to feel like you're a part of things like um, at Morgan State, we have this thing called um, professional professional Mondays where everybody dresses up in a professional attire. And then you also have um, Fridays where everybody wears their um, HBCU apparel, um, which is that's that's kind of in the mode of, you know, fitting in. And then you also have um, the mode of standing out where it's like you have a day party or you have a cookout or a major event where you want to put on your best fit and you want to stand out and you want people to, to look and see where you um, what you're wearing and where you got it from. And you want to turn ahead. So um, I definitely think that that's probably like one of the most important things that makes that HBCU an HBCU. Yes. And for those of you who aren't familiar with thrifting, I definitely think it's more of a like generational thing. It's becoming more popular on Instagram, TikTok. People are showing their hauls of what they got at the thrift store. So basically thrifting is just going to the thrift store and finding some new clothes, items that are obviously discounted at a better price and just putting together new fits. So Paris and Jeffrey, what are your tips and tricks when you go to the thrift store? What are you looking for? What stands out to you? There's so many racks full of clothing. How do you maximize your time? I, I go in thrift stores with an open mind. Um, I'm, I, I like everyday clothes. Um, I kind of have a, it's weird. I kind of have like an archetype of myself when I, or of a person that I would like to be like an avatar of myself in my mind when I like go shopping for clothes. So just anything every day that can kind of be, I don't know, it could be anything. Um, I, I look for pieces that aren't really too graphic. Like I like, I like jackets. I'm a, I'm a big jacket person. I love leather. So I look for like leather jackets, um, plain tees. I love plain colors, any, any color plain tee I would, I would wear, but really I go into thrift stores and try to get like jackets. All right. And Paris, what's your thrift store kind of, I don't know, game plan? Um, my, it's funny because my first experience with a thrift store was actually looking for vintage sportswear. So I would definitely say I draw a lot of my inspiration from sports um, and sportswear. So my first in, my first um, interaction with the thrift store was going to look for like old like jerseys, old shorts of like some of my favorite teams. And then from there, um, it kind of opened my um, broadened my horizons when you realize that there is a lot of like major brands that have been marked down or somebody has given away in there and inside of a thrift store that you can you can go in there and find as well as um a lot of um timeless and um quality pieces as well such such as like the leather pieces and like all of the things that may not be you know recycled in today's current um wave of fashion so um i would definitely say my first um uh, my first interaction with thrifting was looking for sportswear I had a question for both of y'all. Like, what is like the definition of a great fit? Like, what is what, like what is the most important thing about like fashion of a fit? In my opinion, I think a great fit is just clean. Um, a great fit doesn't have to be really loud with color. Um, it could just match. It could be plain. I value material, so like I'm a fan of like wax denim. A great fit to me could be something very simple. It could be um, a a plain t-shirt, um, some wax jeans, and, you know, a, a fresh pair of J's or, you know, everybody's in the Rick Owens and things like that or a designer shoe, like anything that can be calm, something that's like very simple. Uh, I, val- I But I value material. So like whatever, whatever material, you know, your pants is or just the quality of your shirt, like it could be, it could be anything. Um, what makes, um, what's the definition of a great fit? 
Um, like um, similar, similar to what Kayla said, I think that comfortability is very important because I want everybody that wears my clothes and, you know, that dresses in general to be comfortable um, because nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Like I, I, I've seen a lot of good clothing that I, I would love to wear, but because it doesn't make me comfortable, I probably wouldn't wear it. Um, as I gotten older over the years, I, it used to be about, you know, style, like pulling off the look. But at the end of the day, if you're wearing a pair of shoes that hurt, but they cost a thousand dollars or they cost a whole bunch of money or it's the hottest shoe out, at the end of the day, you're not enjoying the shoe because you're not comfortable. Uh, I would definitely say that um, uh, I def, def key in on comfortability. And um, you got to kind of like make a fit based off of what you like. So some people like to match. Some people don't like to match. Some people like the color block. Other, others don't. Um, so there's there's all kind of different attributes that could lead to you having um, a great fit. It just depends on who you are as a person. Me personally, I like to um, dress on comfortability. Another question is like, when is it like, you know, some people like do too much. You know, when I think of, I think of people like Kanye, some of his outfits, they'd be like, man, uh, that's a little too much. So when is it like, like kind of too much, would you say? Um, um. So with, 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 when it comes to Mr. West in particular, um, I think that he's one of the people that has been tasked with something that a lot of us haven't, which is pushing the boundaries of fashion. So if we continue to, you know, wear the same things for generations to come, we will probably still be looking like our grandparents. <laughs> so at some point, um, you have to have somebody or a creator that comes along and says, hey, we're not going to wear this like this. We're going to change this. We're going to add this. We're going to... We're going to push the boundaries. Sometimes the boundaries can be hit or miss. Some things catch on and they stick, stick around. Some things are what we like to call fast fashion. It's, it's in season for a style and then it goes away. Um, some of his outfits are wild. I'm not going to lie. But some of his outfits is just like, yo, like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I love it. And this is how people are going to be dressing. I think um, we can. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I can attribute um neutral colors and earth tones to Kanye West because I remember when he kind of started putting out collection with all earth tones and all neutral colors it was kind of new we didn't have a lot of people wearing brown and in nudes in the early 2000s and 2010 it probably didn't come around until about 2015 when people 2016 when people started to wear more earth tones and neutral colors uh, I totally agree with Paris I think there's no limitation on in, uh, on anything in fashion uh. Like we said, it's a language. It's a way of expressing yourself. Um, and I think, like like Paris said, uh, Ye pushes the envelope. He's one of those people that can push the envelope. I mean, he's he's made his presence known in the industry. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't think there is any limitation on fashion. I've never seen I've seen you know fits that may have missed, but in my opinion, but like I said, it's all about pushing the envelope and being different. So no, nah, there's no limitation or there's no doing too much. So when you guys are putting together a fit, what are some of the first things you do? Do you center it around the shoes? Do you have a shirt that you really want to style your outfit around? What's the process for that look like? Uh, I'll say for me, it's, it's, I start with the pants. I always do pants. It's like the most focused part of the fit. Um, it could, the shoes, the shoes follow. I'm very like simple when it comes to what I want to wear. So, I mean, it, it could be pretty subtle, but, um, I, va I, I value pants. So like my pants will be the first thing that'll, that'll make my fit. And I kind of go from there. Um, I'm a shoe person. Uh, 
which is kind of funny because I haven't made a shoe yet. But um, when it, when putting to get when putting together a fit, I definitely go with the shoes first. Um, I have been as of lately trying to you know pick specific pieces and then just go from there. But I feel like um, I'm, I'm I'm I grew up in a DMV where uh, people look at your shoes before they look at you. Mm. So uh, <laughs> I've definitely always been a shoe person first. Uh, if I have a shoe um, that I like, I'll probably you know mix and match depending on um the attributes of the shoe so i would definitely say that that's the first thing that i look towards when putting together a good fit yes i, I definitely second that like it gotta be the shoes just like spike lee said man and i i definitely i'm a, J- a jordan person man my dad had put that on me and has bought like every single jordan that i ever asked for so I always been a person like I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at their face and their eyes. The next thing I'm looking at is their shoes. Like I feel like shoes can like tell somewhat what type of person you are. If you take care of your shoes, you know you very uh pay attention to where you walk, pay attention to what you're doing. Like you pay attention to your environment a little bit. So I don't know. Just shoes, just like I love shoes, man. I got every pair of Jordans you can think of, just about. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely an area I could work on a little bit. So we're going to pivot from what you guys like to wear, how you style your clothing, and focus a little bit more on your clothing brand. So can you guys tell us a little bit about what inspired you to create actually create these clothing brands? So we can start with Paris. Um, I would definitely say that um, I create from a, a, a space where I'm taking my life um, – the things that I'm doing in my life and my life adventures, and I'm trying to put it on on garments, and I'm trying to make a connection between um, what how I experience things to how also my audience views things. Um, I would definitely say every collection that most designers make, they all come from different places. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it comes from the same place, and you just stick with the same type of method of designing. And sometimes you may make a collection one way and then the next season or the next year you may be on something completely different because you may be going through something different in your life so I design based on um my life experiences so I would say that's what inspired me to make clothes as well as other um top designers as well um I would say so salut means the one in French and we 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 base it off of just how uh, a certain level of individualism we want all of the people that put on our clothes to wear like we want we want them to feel that um it, it, and the, the individualism isn't based off you know feeling that you're better than one person um it just it just means you are the truest version of yourself when you're rocking the clothes um and that's why it's you know we we we, we look back at um just where the varsity jacket kind of started it started in like athletics you know you know you see like the old tv shows where you know the the the, the quarterback on the football team or the, you know the star athlete uh, you know, rocks the varsity jacket in the different scenes. And it's just that, 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 that character of like, I'm the one, or I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm that guy, you know, it's, we just want people to be confident in the clothes. Um, that's just kind of where we base it off of. Okay. So now I want you guys to imagine like your most popular piece that you have on your site that you're currently selling. And could you just walk us through the process of creating it, how long it takes and what's the price for it? We can start with you, Jeffrey. I think it may be your varsity jacket. So we just want to hear a little bit more about that process. Yes. So we have, so our, our, mo- our best selling product is the varsity jacket, specifically the, the all black varsity jacket. Um, that was, on, that was a part of our fall winter 21 collection. 
Um, the, the the process is is fairly simple. We we did a graphic design. We got a, we got a graphic design of it, just a layout of a varsity jacket, and we went details from there. Um, we we created like an, an inspiration album of of just a, a bunch of different jackets and materials that we felt would be kind of dope on a, on the jacket. We had a, a few different samples that we had made, um, but we we started from just inspiration, and then from there we went to the you know on Illustrator, edited out um, what we thought was the best quality. Um, from there, we, we, we went and researched uh, vendors and manufacturers um, that could kind of bring our vision to life. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a trial and error process with different vendors. So, you know, you would, you would try a jacket to see if they could make it. If, if the material and things of that nature weren't pleasing, then, you know, we had to go back to the drawing board and do more research. Uh, we did research on weight. We did research on uh, quality leather, where to get these different um, quality leathers. So um, it was a lot of research that went into the development of the jacket. But um, ultimately, yeah, it was it was just the, the 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 process of coming up with the design and doing the research, getting the groundwork in, just to you know finalize the piece. And for you, Paris, I don't know if it's your sweatshirt or your sweatpants, but what's your most popular item, and what's that process look like? Um, I would currently say that since I haven't put out a mainline um collection like as of recently, uh, I would definitely say it was the, um, the my first Morgan collaboration. A collection and the top selling thing from that collection was the, um, the black morgan vanta hoodie in which um the whole process of gaining licensing to make um set items for a university is very extraneous um as well as just making sure that um the audience the audience is also receptive to it because um when it comes to me making clothes in that realm uh, i have to push boundaries, um, as we talked about earlier, on what thing people have already seen, while also trying to bring a vintage feel as well and try to capture years and years of excellence through the university. So I would definitely say um, the branding was probably the most um, challenging thing. So I have a question for both of you, but uh, Paris, you can go first and uh, answer it. So do you feel like going to HBCU like really helped like with your uh like building your uh brand? Do you feel like it helped promote it easier? Cause I know HBCUs were all about helping each other. Do you feel like it really uh helped you? And how has HBCUs impacted your brand? It's it's funny you ask that question because um um Morgan's Morgan's motto is growing the future and leading the world. So with that motto, I uh, feel like I wouldn't have learned the things that I needed to learn to run a set business um, without the HBCU. So I definitely think being um, being at HBCU has helped me with my brand because I did study marketing as well um, and marketing and business. So without that foundation of an HBCU, I probably wouldn't be where I am today with my with uh, without it. Um, I would I would agree with that. I would also say that. Uh, HBCUs, the, the 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 love you get and the honest the, the the honest support that you get from HBCUs is real as well. Um, I think for me, um, H like just my my school kind of reassured me that I that I was on the right track. I mean, people will tell me you know the product feels good or you know they'll give me their honest opinion on on just like the material, um, how how it feels, whether it was whether there's a rip or something like that or not. So I feel like I've gotten a lot of honest criticism as well as uh, support. Um, I'm also a, a new Sprint 22 initiative of Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And I feel like the brothers that I've gained in this chapter, in my chapter specifically, 
um, has also, you know, supported it in a way that I've been able to network in different rooms and, 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 and you know, kind of show my brand as well. So I think HBCUs is, is a big part of um, uh, just the development of my brand. What, what what chapter was that again, man? I hear the chapter, bro. Oh, spring 2022, the Gamma Iota chapter of Alpha Phi. Gamma Iota, ooh. You got to know, I'm Gamma Iota. I'm spring 21, Gamma Iota. But yes, yes, I just wanted to see that again. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so we want to know a little bit more about what we can expect coming up in the near future, what's on the horizon for your brand, and also if you could give a quick piece of advice to any aspiring fashion designers, what would you say to them? And we can start with Jeffrey. Um, some advice I would, I would give to someone that's, that's in the, uh, in that, that has aspirations for the industry is uh, don't be afraid to push the envelope. Um, don't be afraid to, to try new things. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, that's another thing. I mean, everything doesn't work on the, on the first go around. So um, it's just all about just coming in fearless you know, and really wanting to push the envelope and be your truest self and whatever it is that you're doing. Um, in terms of salute, um, we are dropping a spring summer collection in the coming months. Um, we, that's, that's, that's all I can really say about it. You guys can follow me on salute.co, um, C-E-L-U-I.co for just more information on the upcoming collections. Okay. And Paris, what about you? What is coming up in the future for Desires and any advice you have for future fashion designers? Um, uh, for any, the advice for any future um, designers coming up, I would also agree with Jeff. Um, you, can't be, you can't be afraid to fail in this game. Um, trust me, I'm pretty sure me and him have taken some L's, but mm -hmm. uh, people don't judge us on our L's, they judge us on our wins. Um, and you can't be afraid to ask for help. And this, and this thing, um, you, you, may, you may need um, to ask somebody for help. You may need to ask somebody for advice and, you know, um, it can get discouraging at times, but I would just say that, you know, if you keep those two things in mind, then you'll probably be well off. Um, what's next for my brand? I do have more collaborations coming with um, Morgan State as well as another HBCU, Cough Cough. I'm not going to say which <laughs> school, but that school has been mentioned on on this pod today. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't announced it yet, so... <laughs> Yeah, so I do have some more co collaborations coming up um, as well as my fall winter desires line coming up as well. So, man, I know who to call when I need some drip, right? So who, who am I? I'm calling Paris. I'm calling Jeffrey. So if I need some varsity jackets or I need some vintage HBCU gear, I'm calling both of y'all. That's okay, man? Yes, sir. That's cool with me. All right, cool, cool. Yes, awesome. And we are just so thankful to have you guys on this episode. Go shop from both Desires and Salou so you can up your fashion game this spring and all school year long. And at the same time, support hardworking HBCU students and HBCU alum. We really appreciate having you guys on this call. And now our listeners have a little bit of a sneak peek into your brands. And we are excited for what's coming up in the future for you all. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for reaching out and having us. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Roden Fellows podcast once again. We'd like to give a very special thanks to, to Paris Smith and Jeffrey Graham for taking the time to be with us here today. Special thanks to our producer, Keon Cage, Parker Owens, and the ESPN digital audio content team. 
Get all of the Roden Fellows podcast by subscribing to Anscape on the Listen tab of the ESPN app. Make sure to join us next time for another HBCU podcast. And don't forget to make Anscape your go-to site for a, soul, for a soulful look at sports and entertainment. Have a great week, everyone.